Hello and welcome back to the Finlay Carmichael PT podcast. In today's episode, number 29, I have a, a really good chat with Caitlin Fitzpatrick. Um, Caitlin's a one-to-one PT and also an online coach. Um, and we sort of discussed some really key areas uh, within health and fitness. And, and we talked about how we've both invested in coaching and some of the benefits we've found. We talked about some of the things that Caitlin will get her clients to focus on to achieve the results that, that she does. Uh, we talked about some of the benefits of having a, a community aspect. Um, and, and as well, we touched on goal setting, motivation, building muscle and being on plan or off plan and a, and a whole lot more. So this podcast's going to provide you with some massive value. If you do find it helpful, then please feel free to, to leave uh, a review or please feel free to share it on your Instagram and give us both a tag. It would be much appreciated. This one has the potential to help many, many people. Um, so without further ado, here is our chat. Enjoy it. Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No problem. What have you been up to today? Anything exciting? Uh, just getting prepped for lockdown 2.0 and the madness. It's about beginning in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you're you're in Glasgow, aren't you? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm based in Paisley. Nice. And going back into lockdown tomorrow. Yes. Um, so Friday at six pm. Um, we're officially back into is it level four? So. Um, we, were at, we were level three, so level four for the next three weeks is the prediction. So that's good. We will hopefully resume on the 11th of December. <laughs> <laughs> is that, are you looking forward to that? Does lockdown bother you much? Um, no, I'm actually I'm actually buzzing. So are my clients. Um, first lockdown, I learned so much about myself, about my clients, about my business. Um, so I'm actually not, I'm not worried about it. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see what we can do this time round, especially knowing that we got through seven months, what is another three weeks, do you know? Yeah, um, exactly. So, yep. yeah, ready for the challenge. <laughs> nice, cool. So, for anyone who doesn't know you, um, just if you want to go through and just tell them a little bit about you and what you do. Okay, so um, I qualified as a personal trainer four and a half years ago. Um, I left school with a background in netball and sport. Um, worked um, for a short period for United Sports which is almost like a branch off from active schools and um, working with children in sports um, just in mainstream schools and also in additional support needs schools um, I had a love for coaching um, I then started uh, kind of working on my own training which was with boxing and um, just to help me build up my fitness um, and netball then from there I went to college, studied sports coaching development, and from there went to university. Um, and that's where I decided that I wanted to pursue the route of personal training, just to help people develop um, a better relationship with their own bodies, with their own confidence. Um, I felt like that was something I struggled with a fair bit growing up. Um, and being in sport, having to always kind of try to better myself, keep on top of my fitness, um, and also the mental um, and mindset aspect of it. So, um, yeah, that's where I kind of discovered that this was going to be probably my passion. Um, and now it's my career, which is amazing. So, yeah. Nice. I didn't, I didn't know it was uh, through netball. What, what position are yeah. you? Or where are you? Uh, I was centre or goal attack, like to be in control. <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, and, and sport coaching, where did you do that? 
Um, so I studied sports coaching and uh, development at Langside, and then I went to UWS Ayrshire campus. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I went straight into my third year there, and um, yeah, graduated what year around 2020, two, three years ago. Three years ago, yeah. I graduated. Nice, so, yeah, I did I did a, a sports coaching as well. I didn't know you did oh, that. Oh, did you? So I did, I, I did a, and I always say, <laughs> people ask, but it's sport coaching, but then it's with development of sport. I always used to like that, add, add that a little bit <laughs> in. Um, yeah, I did that at the... Well, it started off at Nautical and then it changed to City of Glasgow. So, oh, so, oh did you? Right, okay. Yep, there you go. Um, so, yeah, I know that you've heavily invested in like coaching on your side of things. Um, yep. And I think we actually met at a course, didn't we? It was yeah, Phil... we met at a course. Was that a year ago, two years ago? Yeah, it would have been actually. Phil, was uh... it last year, was it? The year before? Yeah, it must have been a couple of years. Yeah. A couple of years ago, maybe Phil Phil yeah. Larney, Larney, Larney. Yeah, I'm not sure who's it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's and, the first time we met. Yeah, and um, obviously you are now using the same sort of online coach that I use. Um, yeah. So, first of all, like, why did you decide to sign up for online coaching with Joe? So, um, originally, I'd actually seen your post um, in your progress with him, and I just. Uh, had kind of started following him. Everything he was saying was resonating with me. Um, and I just felt like every post he wrote, I was like, why is he talking to me in this? <laughs> so yeah. um, the accountability factor, I think, gets to a certain stage where um, everyone needs a coach. Like, I truly think I find that hard to um, kind of accept for, like, maybe a year. I was like, why would I need a coach? I'm a PT. Like, PT yourself and um, train yourself. But I think that you get to a stage where your growth kind of outweighs what you already know for yourself and like your self-belief and sometimes just having someone in your corner um is exactly what you need um the accountability factor the um kind of goal setting someone asking you where you want to be like it's quite hard um to just sit and think about these things but when someone starts to ask you about where you want to be what you want to achieve how you're going to get there I think it's so important um for me as a person to have that for my personal development and my physical development and my business development. So uh, yeah, signing up to Joe's been one of the best best investments I've made in my myself and my business. Good. And body-wise, what were some of the, the things you wanted to achieve? So body-wise, I've never really um, struggled with my weight. Um, it was the opposite way. I struggled with accepting that um, I could gain weight, like I had to eat more calories. Um, I didn't always need to do cardio because obviously I had a background in sport. So I think um, I was always trying to be the fittest, be the best. And I'll probably at one point try to be the slimmest as well. Um, and I battled quite mentally with like eating disorder that way. Um, so probably last year when I started to get really busy with my business, my goals slipped um, for the sake of my clients. Um, obviously I was putting so much hours into one-to-one PT my online coaching business was starting so I feel like I put all my energy into my business that I probably in the background didn't have the best eating habits wasn't practicing what I was preaching and just probably wasn't implementing as much as I should have been um, so for me signing up to Joe um, I actually decided to sign up I think it was like a month into the first lockdown so I think I signed up about April May time um, and for me, that was just like having someone to keep me accountable. Um, but also um, my goal was to work towards a photo shoot, which I done last month. Um, so I done that in September. 
um, end of September, which was great because that was something I wanted to focus on for my business um, wise as well. But I just wasn't prepared to stand in front of a camera um, at that stage while I was at the start of lockdown. So I just wanted to um, obviously get a little, get about a little bit leaner, have that kind of accountability, and um, yeah, just start implementing like as a coach. I wanted to look like a coach. Um, and I was kind of slowly but surely slipping away from that, the busier that I got as a PT. Yeah, yeah, totally resonate with that. And that's like exactly the, the same as me, basically. And it's, it's very easy to, to go through and do like, because you're both one-to-one and online, aren't you? Yeah, both yeah. one-to-one and online. And it's, it's very easy to like be totally dedicated to helping other people that you then sort of your training starts to slip and, and your nutrition starts to deteriorate to and stuff like that. And it's very easy then to to not like almost feel like a bit of a fraud because you're not in in the best shape and you're trying to teach other people how to be um and yeah it's always easy to focus on on other people rather than your yourself but yeah what i know obviously you said it was through lockdown so what are some of the the sort of things that you focused on throughout lockdown to help you see progress so personally as in physically um just uh, like my body-wise. Yep. So um, <clears throat> I focused so much on routine. Um, I started using my Google Calendar, which is like my saving grace. Like, yeah, I, I love a Google it. Calendar. Like, it, honestly, if it's not on Google Calendar, it's not happening. Do you, um, you colour-code it? And yeah, everything. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So like, I've got like, um, when I meal prep, like I just started to, I think it was so easy to think, oh, I'm working from home, I'm stuck in a house. Like, I'll just eat as I go. Um, so I was like waking up at the start of lockdown, not eating breakfast because I was like in the house and I could eat whatever time I wasn't getting up for work. So I didn't need like a breakfast time. Like, yeah, I was working from home, but it was easy to like jump down the stairs, make something in the kitchen. So I started to, when I started with Joe, I started to meal prep, even though I was still in the house, just to get into a routine of what I would then do when I was out of lockdown. So I started to meal prep, started to um, like kind of lock in when I was going to do my sessions set my non-negotiables which I'm still ticking um kind of each day each week and just, just, just before to, you carry on what what would yeah. you like just describe your non-negotiables okay so, what, so what my non-negotiables mean? um non-negotiables are just things that I do not skip under any circumstances that day or week if I do yeah. skip them then it needs to be my focus for like the next day so some of my non-negotiables were my water intake because I think it's so easy to forget about your water intake and um, when you are in the house and when you are like sitting on your laptop or it's so easy to forget about it. Whereas when I was in the gym, I was always walking about with a bottle of water. So like I was doing it without even thinking about it subconsciously. Um, so my non-negotiables are water, sleep. Sleep was a big thing for me. Um, Pre-lockdown, I was lucky if I was getting like four or five hours sleep um, a night, probably due to a little bit of stress, probably due to what I was eating as well. So yeah. seven to eight hours a night sleep, my steps, um, I'm always ranting and raving about steps to climb. So <laughs> if I can't get my 10 or 12,000 per day, I try to average it out over the week. Um, my training sessions, tracking calories, and my protein and fiber, that's been my kind of non-negotiable. So making sure I'm hitting my protein goal, my fiber goal. Um, and kind of, I feel like sticking to those non-negotiables helps me fit everything else into place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're but that, still like the those, those non-negotiables, I know, um, like Joe talks a lot, a lot about them, but they they do give you like a, a big focus so that rather than feeling overwhelmed and feeling like, oh, I don't know where to start, I don't know what to do, it gives yeah. you like, well, I don't know, one to, to five points that you can really focus on and, and you know that will help help move you forward. 
yeah and for all clients they can be different so um i have like one hour of self-care whether that's listening to a podcast going for a bath doing a face mask and um, just spending time like maybe watching an hour of netflix like one hour of doing something that i enjoy that's going to make me switch off from work because i think sometimes it's so easy um, I see it in my clients as well to just you forget to focus on yourself if I've got parents or clients who have um, young kids or who have high demanding jobs it can be so easy to put everyone else before yourself and that's probably when people's progress starts to slip as well and yeah. um, when you start looking after everyone but yourself and it's a bit like fit that lace jacket first do you know what I mean yeah. um, save yourself <laughs> i like it and um, but yeah like it's it goes back to again what you what you said at the start where you were so focused on on your clients and same with me so, so focused on your clients that you do forget and and you you forget to sort of look after yourself as as much as you you should be yeah definitely um so you kind of touched on it there but what are some of the main areas you've focused on when sort of in your lifestyle to achieve some of the results that you have obviously you've done that photo shoot when when was that so photo shoot was mid mid september no last week in september the photo shoot okay. was and would um, you say like that's the the best shape you've ever been in a hundred percent like i love that like every day that i woke up i was like right six days five days like i've never really had a goal like that before so it was so exciting for me that way um, like I told everyone about it because I just like <laughs> thought if everyone knows about it, I need to go through. Yeah, you need to do it. <laughs> so clients were like, "How many days to photo shoot?" Like, <laughs> and it was just so nice, like having that support from my clients, but also, um, like from Kieran, my mum, my dad, like everyone was like, "Right, how long the photo shoot?" Like, I was buying like new outfits for it. I was excited for it. Um, yeah. so I think it's just so important to have like an end goal that was making me tick all the boxes every day. Like yeah. without that photo shoot, I probably wouldn't have been as tight on my diet and um, I probably w- would have relaxed things a little bit more um, so yeah lifestyle wise I've just tried to make sure that I'm having good work-life balance and um, my clients are getting the best version of me because this is the best I've ever felt my energy has been the best it's ever been um, so like yeah they're loving Joe as well they're like this is class <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're getting the best of, best of both worlds yeah so but again like that that's that'll be the same with with your clients and they'll come to you and like they'll like their kids or or people around them will be able to see the benefits and they're like they'll they'll want them to continue and do well yes yeah. like I had a client start um I think it was about eight weeks ago now and she's like my boyfriend took his progress pictures and oh my god he says like <laughs> he's lost this note and like it does it not has a knock-on effect on everyone and I actually was um, speaking to Joe the other day like Kieran's self-employed as well um, and a few times like when I've been working from home like on the sessions or whatever or just like um, on our tune-up sessions Kieran's kind of dipped in and he can relate to some of that stuff as well in his business so the same way like whatever I'm doing has a positive radiation on everyone around me the same aspect with my clients if they're eating healthy their relationships are much better their mood's a lot better their kids are eating better do you know what I mean so it does have a knock-on effect on everyone yeah. um which I think is just excellent yeah it always has that that almost like ripple effect and it's like chucking a chucking a stone in the sea and seeing the the ripple um occur yeah definitely <laughs> it's a bit of a, a weird metaphor but um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so when it comes to your clients do you will you get them to focus on similar things like what what are some of the struggles what are some of the struggles that your clients will will come across so i predominantly work with female fat loss clients um 
and quite a lot of my clients when they come on board they're on board for six plus months um, we make short-term goals long-term goals but ultimately um, everyone's goal is predominantly to lose body fat I've got some clients who get to the stage where they lose body fat and they maybe want to start um, getting a wee bit leaner growing a bit more um, muscle so we put them back onto maintenance calories maybe developing their glutes a little bit more um, and they're all around the kind of same age range but the most I would say the biggest struggle I see with my clients is probably um, their weekend eating or that kind of um, when they first come to me they've got that kind of on off thinking where like they're on it or they're off it yeah. um, and I'm trying to kind of project them more towards you're always on it like I had a client um, I had a discussion with one of my online clients the other day and she's just like for the first time ever Caitlin I ate a Domino's and I didn't then go and binge the rest of the day and like for me that's just a massive massive achievement for that client yeah. um, because they have this perception this thinking that as soon as they if they've ate something that's not deemed good and um, that's it may as well blow out for the rest the rest of the week and maybe even like into the following week and that's the day written off so they've just patched the gym because they had the dominoes the night before so I think I've really been focusing in on clients that aspect of like um you can eat those things like and I say to my clients I eat those things like I have takeaways I have dinners out with Kieran I drink um occasionally like it's just all about what gets measured gets managed basically so um i do say that to my clients so that's probably the biggest struggle is like the weekend dieting the alcohol the weekend but i've just tried to like educate them more around like okay if you want this how do we factor this in because your goal remains the same whether you want to drink alcohol whether you have a dinner out you're you still want your goal so um we just need to make sure that your actions and your goals are aligned yeah. um so you don't need to fully switch off do you know so I would definitely say it's like the, that kind of persona of I'm off track, I'm on track. Yeah, um, yeah I, find, I find that a lot. And it, it's kind of like that with food plans. Like I, I don't really give out um, food plans. And I, I sort of used to, um, and, and people used to follow, but now I, I try and frame it as like a food template so that people yeah. understand that it's like, you're still getting this. This is giving you some ideas and maybe like help you with the structure and some ideas for meals. But um, this isn't like something that you need to follow and that if you eat something out with that, then you've failed. Because I think a lot of people think that they need a food plan. They might be able to follow it for one, two, three, however many weeks. And then they get to a point where they eat something that's not on it. And then they're like, I can't do this anymore. Like I yeah. failed, feel guilty for it. Do what? what sort of effects do you find like do you find that people feel guilty for eating foods like that i feel like i've put a lot more systems in place like what i done with the girls was and um, like make videos to explain like I, I took them through a full week of mad food diary and there was like wine on there there was chocolate and then i showed them like my check-in from the week before my check-in to the week after and then like how my weight fluctuated and i was showing them like this is normal um, and I always say to the girls, like, you cannot fail at this. It's not a test. It's a lifestyle change. How can you fail at it? It's not an exam. Like, yeah. when you when you fall off track, which I don't even think is really a thing anymore, like, coming off track. It shouldn't yeah. be because, like, if you choose to eat chocolate, that's okay. Like, yeah. you know, and I think there was, and I was maybe guilty of it early on as a, as a personal trainer, like, handing people a meal plan, expecting them to follow it. Yeah. And I'm the same as you and I, family, where I'm just like that to clients. 
maybe if I've got a client who comes on, they've not got very much um, kind of knowledge about diet, I'll maybe give them it as a template of portion control, um, yeah. obviously how to hit their fibre. And then after like a couple of weeks of following it, we start to make substitutes. So like I start to say to them, right, here's a food swap sheet. So like, what could you additionally have? Rather than that baked potato, what other kind of carb could you have? And like just more focusing on the effects of simple carbs, complex carbs, like not without going into too much depth of it, but here is how you tick the boxes to get your fibre. Here is what's important to eat. Here's you're getting like your vitamins in, you know, because I think it's very easy that sometimes, not saying people just don't give them a meal plan, but without that kind of structure at first, it's very, very hard to then grow from that. Whereas what I've tried to do with my clients is start to easily like kind of graduate them onto from kind of food template to just hitting their protein. And then yeah. once they manage to hit their protein, hit protein and fiber, once they do that, they can start to maybe, I've got a client who's been with me now for about a year and a half and she just doesn't track at all. Um, yeah. Because she can just eyeball her protein, which can take a while for people, but she knows day to day that if she's counting her protein, there's a very high chance, there's a very kind of little chance of her going over her calories yeah. and that kind of thing, you know? So I try, try to graduate my clients through it as an educational way to like kind of, so they're learning. Yeah, that, and that's the whole part of it, like being able to learn, like long term, you like the goal isn't to to need to track your food like seven days a week, twenty four seven, and and as you said, like it's trying to get people to a place where they understand things, they they can eyeball foods, they've got a, a good idea of maybe someone's gone through a sort of diet, lost all the weight they want, and then being able to be able to maintain their weight um through just like eating almost intuitively but i don't think people are able to do that like right from the get-go so right from the get-go definitely i think it does take like a bit of time to get used to foods to be able to track it and then maybe if someone is going through like a stricter sort of fat loss phase where they're trying to get as lean as they can then might be another time to to start tracking foods and be a bit more yeah clean up a little bit cautious of it i think the yeah. thing as well is um for some clients it's like they struggle with maintaining um, I think like there's a perception sometimes with Instagram and like you're constantly seeing other people's progress that they shouldn't be maintaining. They should always be moving towards something. So yeah. like I've kind of made that a wee bit of my focus, especially at this time of year. Like it's okay to maintain. Like maintain doesn't mean you're not making progress. Yeah. Maintain just means you're maintaining like your body weight, but you're maybe progressing your lifts. You're maybe progressing um, your mindset, your how many training days that you do go a week do you know that kind of thing and I think for me with female fat loss people always feel like they need to be dropping a pound a week they need to be dropping two pounds they need to be tracking their calories or else they're not moving do you know what I mean so yeah. um I think for calorie wise and meal plan wise like sometimes it's good to tell a client like maintenance is not a bad place to be yeah. and it took me a while to accept that with my own journey as well yeah. I think you always feel like you need to be chasing the next goal yeah and because of Instagram and stuff that it's almost all you see about fitness is the before and after pictures whereas yeah. really a lot of the progress will be made through maintenance through getting stronger and yeah um, definitely and like being able to to make those progressions and and a uh, lot of progress you can't see in a picture like i always yeah. try to write that in my captions like there's things in this picture that people don't see and yeah. i think um the hard thing is when you maybe see a coach with a really good progress picture you don't know what their client's been through you don't know what yeah. they've maybe had to sacrifice so I always try to give as much context around that as possible because I think it can be quite overwhelming if you're wanting to sign up to coach and you see it and you're expecting to get that without knowing what you're yeah. maybe going to have to sacrifice or what you're maybe going to have to commit to. Yeah, I always I always think 
like that that picture's like the the tip of the iceberg and chances are they've probably taken that picture a load of different times and different yeah. angles <laughs> um, <laughs> like me yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like that's that's always the tip of the iceberg and and underneath is all the other stuff so like the 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 workouts the the amount of steps they're doing maybe they had to like sacrifice a little bit of other things foods they enjoyed for example and and show, social life and things like that so uh, yeah it's, uh, there's a lot more to i think the health and fitness world than just the the before and after photos absolutely um so i know that you've got obviously a, a big community aspect to your fitness brand what are yeah. some of the some of the uh, the benefits that you and your clients have have found through that so i think um we've always had a community vibe i think that's always because i've worked with groups of females with the same goal um, my niche is quite specific of all female fat loss um, yep. so I think first of all that's such a good community for females to be in when they're going through this massive transition in their life um, and it is a massive thing for some people it's a massive step to something they've maybe been apprehensive about starting so I've always had that um, it predominantly started with my boot camp my boot camp um, girls are crazy and they're like let's get a group chat like so um, started with like just a WhatsApp chat. Wait, when Sometimes did you start your boot camp? My boot camp I started in December, the first year that I qualified. So I qualified in August. So what was that? Maybe two thousand fourteen. Yeah, and, it's still, and you're still going with it? No, sorry, two thousand and sixteen. Sorry, two thousand sixteen. Still going with it. The last nice. one just finished there. Um, there has there's three people in the boot camp who have been there since the very very first boot camp. It runs <laughs> nice. every eight weeks. And um, once they come, you kind of get rid of them. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so we love that community aspect. We love that they're working towards their individual goal, but with all these girls surrounding them, like literally they're like cheerleaders for each other. It's amazing. Um, like when one person's like, I can't do it. They're like, yeah, you can. Why are you lying? <laughs> they're like mini me's. <laughs> so in the WhatsApp chat, like if I'm working or something and like somebody's wrote something, everyone's like mini me's like their replies are all the stuff I say yeah. <laughs> they're like me sound like Caitlin get um, it on your google calendar <laughs> I um track your calories <laughs> so it's just really good as a community uh, like as a community vibe for the girls to know that like they're on the, they're in the same boat as other people like I think losing weight can be quite lonely especially um with people with different living circumstances if you're living with your partner who's eating two times the amount as you on your plate and they feel like they're restricting already or they're out in, in the rain getting their steps. Like knowing that sometimes like they're sending themselves like I'm out in the rain getting my steps. It's the last place I want to be. It's the only place I need to be. And then two minutes later, I've got another girl like, yeah, you've just got me up off the couch. I'm going out to get my steps. If you can do it, so can I. So yep. got a really good impact that way. Um, so from the kind of group chat, it progressed into a community Facebook group. Um, so quite a lot of the girls post all their food recipes. Um, they post their steps. The girls have all got an app um, called Count It. They all are in a step challenge with each other. So that keeps them quite competitive as well. Count It. Count It, yep. So they use like different um, kind of motivations. Like they're like, right, you're paying for the first round of drinks or whatever. Like, And it's actually so nice because they like they have a wee walking club. They go out together and do their walks. Like before boot camp, after boot camp. Um, some of them have never met. And two of the girls actually met up and went for a coffee. And I just think that's so nice. Like, that yeah. I've managed to build a team that are so supportive of each other's goals because they people might be around people in their work who, who don't understand their journey, who don't understand their struggles. 
Um, so I think it's so good putting people in a position where they're so vulnerable, but vulnerable around other people in the same boat as them. Um, yeah. So the community aspect's got, a, it's, it's such a good vibe, honestly. It's like girls post in there like, I'm having the worst day ever. And it's so real. It's like people share things on that that they maybe wouldn't share with like their partners. Like, I'm just having the worst day ever. I really don't want to go to the gym. Like they're so open and there's always just someone in the background spurring you on. It's so, so nice to see. Yeah, that's that's the that's the big thing about the the community aspect of thinking it. It gives you that sort of although obviously they've got the accountability with you, it's almost like they're letting down their, their friends if they, yeah, if they don't that's do it. exactly that as well. Um and like they will call each other out. So <laughs> my clients, quite a lot of them have got Apple watches. I'm sure um, if people are listening to us and follow me on Instagram, they'll see they tag all the time. They are so competitive on their Apple watches. Like <laughs> one of the girls, um, Becky, she'll be loving this shout out. She closed her Apple watch ring every single day from January until I think like two weeks ago. Um, and I was like, that's her right. We need to calm down with the Apple watch now. She's like, I'm not getting my steps. Like burpees in the living room. And the girls are like, if she got to like eight o'clock and she hadn't closed her, her rings, everyone's like, oh, Becky, you're going to lose your streak. Like, it's so good that way. And like, yeah. they'll stick each other in. They'll be like, oh, you never hit your steps yesterday, like in the group chat. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm watching. It's so funny. So it's so good that way as well. Like, they all got each other on Fitbit and Apple Watch and stuff. So it's so nice that way. Yeah. I When I when I first um, started like one-to-one PT and then, and then online as well, I never really really had much of like a, a community type thing and and yeah. since I, since I started it over probably towards the start of lockdown like started really really trying to emphasize it and stuff um it's, yeah. it's made a massive difference and like having people post food post steps um post like different recipes tagging people and stuff like posting wins and um even like challenges so like this month we've got a five k challenge and like yeah. there's people there who would who would never even consider doing a five k but they've yeah. they've made the effort just because they it's the it's the challenge for the month and they can see other people are doing it um so yeah I think I think it's a we had kind of silly challenges as well like um I got the girls to like time themselves changing their bed sheets. And they're like, I write, you've got a single bed, I've got a king size. <laughs> so like just daft things like that. Like, And then I got them all to like um, record how long they could go in for a cold shower. Um, like they're just really silly. how many star jumps you can do in a minute. Like, And it just like everyone was just posting it. And once one person done it, the next person's like, right, I'm doing that. You see if I can. Yeah. It's almost like meet them or beat them kind of thing as well. It's, it's a good competitive thing to have. But um. Like I always say to my clients, they don't use themselves to compare to each other's progress. They use each other to like motivate each other more, spur each yeah. other on. It's never like, there's never any like bitterness or anything. It's just, it's such a nice vibe, honestly, it's lovely. That, that's the whole thing about, kind of links in with the, the Instagram thing. And you can either use it to like get annoyed at other people's progress to, to get down about it, or you can use it to try and like use it as motivation and, and push you forward. So um, do, do many of your, do you ever find that your clients struggle for motivation? Yeah, so this is something that like I really, really rain in and then like they quote me on this as well. So I'm like, you're no, you don't need to be motivated, you need to be disciplined. Um and I actually made a video on it the other day after coming off a call with an online client. Um she was like, I just can't get motivated. It's this time of year, like I feel like I'm gonna be wearing like big baggy knitted hoodies, like they've not had any summer holidays, like and that kind of thing. And I was like, listen, like your goal still remains. And the, the only reason you do this isn't just for how you look, it's how you feel, it's how you act, it's how it has an impact on your work, it's how it has an impact on your energy, um, on your health. 
there's so many other reasons why you do it and I think people are always kind of I think you're setting yourself up for failure to be honest and that might come across quite harsh if you're always just wanting to be motivated because you're never going to be motivated all the time motivation is an emotion so um, you might be wake up and have a cracking day and be like yes it's sunny like everyone's always so much happier and it's sunny and they're like yeah I'll go out my walk I'll go out my steps no one's motivated when it's absolutely um like pissing it down and you're like oh I, I don't want to go out and get my steps like so I think just realizing that you'll never ever feel worse after it um but I said I've done this we kind of formula the girls I was like if you rely on motivation to get results then yeah it'll make you take action but if you rely on action to get results then you'll get more motivation and that cycle continue whereas if you lose motivation and you're only relying on that then you're setting yourself up to fail because you're not going to be motivated 365 days a year no one is I'm not you're probably not so I think it's like almost a reality to realize that when when you do sign up to um like coaching or when you do even just want to achieve something just always relying on motivation isn't going to help you get there and motivation gets you going it's it's discipline that keeps you keeps you sane and keeps you actually ticking all the boxes kind of thing yeah i think it's a very common myth and um it's very easy to think that like people are motivated all the time and they just wake up feeling super motivated and and want to do all this stuff whereas it's it's not as you say it's like the discipline and just again going back to the the non-negotiables just making sure that you do absolutely do the things that you know will help you progress and um, just make sure you stay disciplined to doing them I think it's important to be so real about it as well like I've had a few clients say to each other like how are you so motivated today and they're like I'm not like I don't want to be here but I'm here because I know it's going to take me a step closer to my goals so I think like that aspect of it you can look at everyone probably on Instagram like doing their deadlifts hitting their pbs and be like why are they so motivated all the time they're always at the gym but the reality is they probably maybe had to drag herself out of bed that day do you know they yeah. maybe had to give themselves a really good shake to get there so i yeah. think um looking at the bigger picture is so so important when it comes to it yeah that's just that's always going to be the the highlight reel um yeah so i know obviously you mentioned you mentioned goal setting what are some of the some of the goals that your clients might work towards for like six months so six months I have actually quite a lot of clients who are getting married obviously I think I've got about nine clients whose weddings were postponed this year and sometimes for the second or third time so there's nothing more motivated than a bride by the way (laughs) 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 they are motivated 365 days a year (laughs) so a lot of the six months goals is usually like long term it's what do they want to achieve it's not always weight loss goals and like we don't go right I want to be two stone lighter it's more like who do you want to be in six months like what type of person do you want to be and sometimes they're like I want to be a person who goes to the gym like quite a lot of the clients that come to me at the start and have no background in training there are quite a lot of people who are maybe trapped in fitness classes or stuck in that kind of little rut and quite a lot of them the best thing that actually happened to them um, was the gym's closing because yeah. it meant they had to lift a set of dumbbells yeah. and um, not kind of rely on cardio bunnies. Yeah. So um, quite a lot of the goals are actually be able to like conduct their own session um, in six months' time, have the knowledge of like how to superset, how to progressively overload exercises, how to get their strength up. I've got clients who um, maybe want to develop their glutes, but they want to go through a fat loss phase first. Um, but I would say majority of my clients' six months goals are usually predominantly massive lifestyle changes. 
changing their habits, um, eating better without having to think about it, um, having a healthier relationship with food and mindset. Like a lot of girls that come to me struggle massively with mindset. Um, and for that reason, I went and done a life coaching course and by no means um, advanced life coach. But I think it was really important for me to realise what they were going through why they were going through it to be able to put it into help them put it into perspective not to advise them like just to basically give them my opinion um, and how I think it could help them so quite a lot of it's really the battle between mindset and just realizing that you don't always need to binge you don't always um, need to have kind of background in how to lift weights quite a lot of people who came to me were like ex-slimming world weight watchers felt like nothing ever worked for them and yeah. now that they've got something that works for them they're like wanting to kind of continue to progress that. So yeah, um, more for the lifestyle change, really. Yeah, I think I think that whole identity um, sort of goal is, is massive, and a lot of people think that the goal is to lose weight, but it's not really. The goal is always to to try and be the type of person who um, looks after themselves, the type of person yeah. who like does things that they say they'll do, the type of person who um, cares about like how they look and, and things like that. Um, absolutely and that's a massive driver i always find to to people sort of progressing and, and being successful is the more they can see themselves as that type of person the, the better the progress and um, they'll see yeah i mean i always drive clients like are your actions and your goals aligned so like if you want to be fitter you want to be healthier what are we doing to get you there and um, kind of weight loss is like a byproduct of just taking the actions yeah. to get there do you know like it's inevitable that you will lose the weight that you want to lose when you start acting like the person you want to become. And yeah. so when I read Atomic Habits, I'm sure you've probably read that. Yeah, yeah. It was just like the women who ask herself every day, like, are you acting yeah. like someone who wants to be fitter? Are you acting like someone yeah. who, you know, so I think it's really important. So I encourage all my clients to read that book as well. Um, yeah. And it's been a game changer for their mindset too. Yeah, that's one of my, uh, my favorite books, that one. Yeah, any other any other books you've read that you recommend? Um, yeah, I actually read this isn't um, fitness related, but the life changing magic of not giving a fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually uh, I read that a couple of times. I actually prefer audiobooks of a lie. I've not read. Yeah, it. I'm the same. Um, I just like to that when I get my sets in my car. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, also just purchased. Um, James Smith's new book as well so I've just started that last week and um, so my kind of three-week goal is I want to have finished that by this kind of uh, lockdown phase that we're, we're in the now. Yep cool. Uh, do you, did you read the first one, James Smith's first one? No I've actually not read that one, uh, I've not. I've, um, I read that one but, not, one, but... The, not the second one but that'll help you with your, <laughs> your life coaching. Um, yeah. <laughs> So what are your plans going forward? Do you have anything else in, in the pipeline moving forward? So I actually had something really exciting that was meant to start last April. Um, and it's actually with a really, really good friend of mine um, who's a bit like my gym mum. So <laughs> Tracy is uh, another PT who I worked with um, when I first started as a personal trainer. And I come up with this. I kept seeing the same problems with all my clients. Um, and it was that kind of slim and world background. Yeah. And it scared me the lack of education they had. So um, I'm, I'm not sure if you've maybe seen it on Instagram. I've tried to keep it semi-quiet just now just because I put a lot of focus onto my clients uh, during the kind of lockdown and making sure they were all sorted. But it's actually called the Eight Week Body Project. Um, and our kind of goal from that is 
to teach women like to not just be so fixated on the scales not be so fixated on sins not be so fixated on labeling food good and bad because I think it like I've really really had to reverse psychology some of my clients with regards to food and like labeling certain oh, I can't eat that because it's got so many sins in it um, and we me and Tracy both as a team just kept communicating on how we kept seeing this and I kept thinking how can I how can I stop this yeah. um, and actually what my idea was to get a community club so um was basically to get the same kind of idea as Slimming World because I think that's what people like as a community and I Your really community. am a big yeah. advocate of community so um the kind of club would run for eight weeks but it would be eight modules so like module number one would be like on calories module number two would be on like actually getting them active because quite a lot of people in Slimming World are encouraged not to be active and <laughs> uh, we went to a Slimming World club like pretending that we were going there and it was um <laughs> They were like, "Oh, your your weight's probably up because you because you exercised this week." And I was like, oh. <laughs> "I'm like, no, this poor woman <laughs> thinks she's gained weight for exercising." Um, Did you have so, like a little a little camera in your earring or something? <laughs> I know I was like your detective, <laughs> um, but so for me, I was just like, "This is really really damaging people's mental health." Like, this is yeah. taking a really really poor relationship with exercise, and exercise has saved a lot of people, and um, it's massive for mindset. And I just thought this is this is wrong like this shouldn't be done so I thought what can what can I do for my part um so we started the eight week body project we're actually now systemizing it we were going to create it as a community um and kind of do like eight weeks and then we would do the advanced version so we just wanted to basically get people and educate them so it'd be more and um, not standing people on the scales we're actually going to take their measurements and their progress pictures so I think that's so overlooked yeah. like you never really see people in slimmer world sharing their progress pictures but you'll see yes. them writing a Facebook that has lost five pounds this week yeah do you know um, so there's to take the kind of focus away from scale weight um, so week one um, would be all about the calories week two would be all about like protein the importance of food like the role it plays the importance of exercise and we plan to actually give them a, a kind of template program training program to do in their own time which is all done via an app and recorded so we've been spending a lot of time during lockdown setting that up uh, Tracy and I have had quite a lot of Zoom calls about it um, and then eventually it's actually going to be available um, all over the place and what we want to do is we don't want to be running this I want to um, eventually get someone who comes through it to then help other people get through it because I think it's got to be a community thing so yeah. say it gets set up in different communities um, all over Glasgow um, hopefully we actually spoke to a college about going in and getting like young mentors and ambassadors for it as well um, nice. but unfortunately Covid's put a wee bit of a pause on it but still definitely going to be the next thing we kind of work towards um, just really converting that kind of slim and world diet, weight watchers kind of mindset to actually a healthy lifestyle, you know. So I yeah. think there's just a gap there that's missing for it. Yeah, I think like slim and world does have its its benefits, but um, yeah, like the sins obviously aren't a great thing because it just it just does like create a really damaging. Yeah, like it's worked food. for a lot of my clients. It's worked for, but it's like where did what do they do once they stop slim and world? Where do they yeah. go from there? Um, yeah when they stop getting again that accountability of getting weighed every week um I actually spoke to one of my clients and she was like I, I got really good results with Slimming World but I went back the way because I didn't then know how to implicate it every day without counting sins and that's mm -hmm. again talking about that kind of graduating stage from actually eyeballing protein and educating yourself on the food rather than counting it as sins seeing yeah. it as actual nu nutrition and not as yeah kind of yeah. sin yeah and just 
yeah, I think I think the understanding is massive, and it it all goes back to the yeah. education part and just understanding. That is, and that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to create like almost like an educational hub, yeah. um, for females who don't have like it's, I think the like in this day and age you learn a little bit more about it at PE school, but we're talking about women in their fifties, sixties who are really frustrated with their bodies, really unhappy with how they look, um, and they feel like they're stuck in a stuck in a rut, but they're they don't need to be anymore. So that's kind of what we're we're aiming it towards. So that's kind of in the pipeline for fitness um, in the future. Um, but I've daftly asked um, Joe for another challenge. So um, it's actually World um, National Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Day. Um, it's a charity really, really close to my heart. Um, I've lost a few family members to it. Um, it's affected us massively. So um, because December, I thought, right, what can I do instead of eating an advent calendar every day? So I've asked Joe to write me 24 challenges <laughs> I'm sure regretting this. 24 <laughs> challenges. Um, and every morning, I'll basically find out what my challenge is. I'm going to go live on Facebook and do the challenge. Now that nice. I've said it here, I definitely need to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no backing out now. Um, so basically, instead of opening a chocolate uh, every single day for the 24 days of December, I'm going to do a challenge. Um, I have no idea what the challenge will be. Joe's writing them for me. Um, and what I'm going to do is ask people to sponsor a box. So, like, basically, what would be like, day one of December, day two, day three, yep. sponsor a box and hopefully we can raise some more awareness and some money for a great charity. So that's kind of my goal for the next 24 days. <laughs> that's good. That'll keep you keep you busy. Do you, uh, and yeah. you've got no idea what the challenges are? I've got no idea. I put it to my <laughs> clients at first and there was daft ones like, oh, you should cycle Edinburgh on Christmas Day. I was like, <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> hopefully Joe's are a bit more realistic. He knows my abilities. <laughs> yeah, like day one, run a marathon. Day two. <laughs> cycle um, I'm like I'll take a calorie challenge in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah eat as many chocolates as you can in 24 hours um so just before we finish up have you got any final words for the listeners or where can they find you um so you can find me on instagram on facebook um it's fitness underscore coaching on instagram on facebook you'll find me at fitness um yeah if anyone has any questions or anything, I'll be running them um, kind of live workouts throughout lockdown. That's what I did the first time. Um, so if anyone's looking for some motivation or discipline, <laughs> um, then uh, they're more than welcome to kind of join the team and see if they like it. If anyone wants to kind of try a home workout or need some advice on mindset or struggling, then absolutely more than welcome to to reach out. Amazing. Thanks very much, Caitlin. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much and, for uh, having have me. Have a nice day. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.